Welcome, friends, to Generations. This is Kevin Swanson, Bill Jack from Worldview Academy with me as well. And, Bill, it's shocking now the enemies of God are far more bold in their opposition to God and their opposition to the Christian faith today than I think I've ever seen in my lifetime. Uh, now, there's been, you know, atheists and others that have shaken their fists in the face of God, but it seems to me that this is something that's happening more today than ever before. They seem to have the impression they have the approval of the Supreme Court of the United States for their lifestyles. I just And they seem to have the impression that they have the approval of the culture for their lifestyles. As well. Yeah. Yeah, and so they're I mean, out this in front is not, on this. Yeah, this is not Madeline Murray O'Hare. Remember no, her? No, I remember. You know, she was Madeline famous, Madeline. Yeah, famous atheist. Her son was here, stepson, I think. Her son was here in Denver, and I met him, talked mm-hmm. to him, yeah, debated him once, and and uh, but they were they were on the fringe. Nobody liked them. Mm-hmm. Nobody really really wanted to be around them. They were mm-hmm. they were just uh, you know not very pleasant people, just right. as just as individuals, and so. Um, but we've come a, far, a long way from, from that time mm-hmm. back in the eighties to now where you have, you know, very well-known personalities and celebrities who, who come out and tout their atheism and shake their fist in the face of God and everybody cheers them. The blasphemy is far more in your face than I think it's ever been before. And there's nobody correcting them. That's the other thing. At least nobody in the mainstream that corrects them. And I think the biggest shock for me with Megan Rapinoe's comments about, you know, gaining the Achilles injury, uh, I guess, that ended her career. And that was proof. She said there was not a God. And this week she added, so there's a special place in hell for Christians. Those who apparently celebrate the existence of hell or her injury. Yeah. Um. Now, I guess she believes in hell, if there's well, a special place in hell. Yeah, that, that's an interesting point. So, you know, what if there's a hell, there's a heaven, mm-hmm. and how does one get there? Well, uh, she's not going there in these uh, interviews. Um, the assumption, of course, that she got the Achilles heel, and therefore there must not be a God, is her little application, a, a cheap little argument called the problem of evil. Right. And uh, the problem of evil is easily resolved. God is good. God is powerful. Oh, yeah. God is all wise. Forgot that one. So just adding one more, uh, that is he has a reason for everything and ultimate good that he accomplishes. Even by those who attempt to do evil, uh, God brings a good out of it, as he did with the death of his son on the cross and as he did with uh, Joseph when his brothers sold him off to Egypt. God still meant it for good while the brothers meant it for evil, but God is all wise. And this is the point at which, you know, the average intellectual just cannot in any way submit to that. And the, 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 the other problem is they cannot define evil. Well, that's true absent too. a God. That's a good point. Uh huh. So they, what? They what, can't even say what is evil. What, this charge about mm-hmm. you know that what is right and what is wrong, what is good and what is evil, is absurd if there is no absolute outside standard, a person, God, who sets that standard. So when they when they talk about uh, you know that this is evil, and that this is that because of what happened to me, this bad thing that happened. 
then there must be no God. Piece of co- tell me what is a, bad. a piece of cosmic dust bangs into another piece of cosmic dust. Yeah. What does the first piece of cosmic dust say? It doesn't say, excuse me. Why not? Yeah. Why doesn't he say excuse me? Because because he's a piece of cosmic dust. Exactly. Because <laughs> he's a piece of cosmic it, it dust in a purposeless universe. Like, come on, come on, come on, come on. Um, well, the assumption here for Megan is what? The assumption here is it, God is good, and I'm even better than He is. Well, and, it's even worse than that. If it's that good. be the case, why isn't God treating me nice? Yeah. I'm such a nice person. I've got I'm all so these, nice. All these I'm so nice. I've, I'm, I've, so, like I'm so nice. I'm so nice. I'm, I'm, I'm the essence of all that it, is it's good. It's really worse than that. She's charging God with being well, evil. Well, that's true too. Yeah. Right. She's charging God with, but, but the assumption is an evil pre- act the, the that premises, The premise is if I am so good, the ultimate good in all of the universe, and God treats me badly, then he must be evil. Yeah. So that's that's the argument that she's placing. And friends, that's just bogusness. She's not good. She's not good. No one is I mean, good. She's a lesbian, but there's no no one good but God anyway. Yeah. So by the way, Rosaria Butterfield was on this program a couple of days ago and her recent book, oh here it is, it's right in front of me. The five lies of our anti Christian age. She has a comment. It's kind of a biographical comment she puts in one of the first chapters. She says, when, when she first heard somebody who was a real Christian speaking as a Christian does concerning the holiness of God, the law of God, the sinfulness of man and such. So she begins to get this message. Now, this is what she said. Listen, it was utterly and completely shocking to realize that my lesbianism was truly a sin. And I think that's the way people are by nature. They're like, I'm such a nice guy. I am so good by my own definitions. Now, what's the problem with that? It's by their own definition. Exactly. Right. So that's it. All right. So, but the biggest shock for me in all of this is Bill what? Well, as I'm reading the story about Megan Rapinoe and her mocking God, basically, Fox News covers the story, and it's as if it's a human interest story. It's kind of this nonchalant way of sharing the story. You know, I wonder how Fox News would share a story that goes something like this. On a set day, Herod, arrayed in royal apparel, sat on his throne and gave an oration to them. And the people kept shouting the voice of a God and not of a man. Then immediately the angel of the Lord struck him because he did not give glory to God, and he was eaten by worms and died. Okay, how would Fox News cover that story, do you think? Now, this is a conservative news agency. I would say that they would say that uh, Herod um, died suddenly. Okay, and that's it, it pretty was, much it. That was it. And 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 the it's cause some, is under investigation. Something to do with uh, the COVID nineteen. COVID nineteen. We're or not sure if he was the, vaccinated. Vaccination. Or not. He may yeah. not have been vaccinated. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Died suddenly. Okay. All right. Well, friends, people are absolutely incredulous that God did that. I mean, to to think that God would do that. A strike somebody dead. To think that somebody would strike Megan dead. It's just a shock to people. They c- c- can't believe that. No, that's just, They're absolutely that's, incredulous that God would kill people. He yeah. killed Ananias and Sapphira. That God killed 100 million people in the flood. The, people are absolutely incredulous that God could put anybody into hell. Just, just, you can't believe that. What do you say to them, Bill? 
God is just. God is a zealous and jealous God, and he's a holy God. And we cannot stand in his presence and not be totally consumed by his holiness because we are sinful without the covering of the blood of Jesus Christ and he as our Savior standing between us and the holiness of God. All right. I think people are familiar with judges. You ever seen a judge? Yeah. Probably knew one or two, right? So judges exist, and we all know that. People are familiar with judges. Okay. Judges have a sense of justice, and they they put people in jail on the basis of right and wrong, that which is just and unjust, whether they did that which is evil on the basis of a couple witnesses or whatever, right? So there are judges on earth. Would you say these judges are absolutely pure and just and holy in their own character? No, and that's why that's why we have a problem with, with mm-hmm. earthly justice. Yeah. But that's not that's why we do not have a problem when we stand before the supreme judge. Would it of the shock you that there was a supreme judge of the universe? Yeah, no. You follow me? G- given that we have a sense of justice and we all understand what judges are, would it shock you to discover that there was a final judgment day that comes at the end? Would that be a shock to your system given no. that we are the kind of people that understand justice? And and that's the interesting thing about Rosario Butterfield's statement is that she was shocked to discover that her actions were considered sinful before the righteous judge of the universe. Uh-huh. You know, it, the Bible, that just shows you the deception of the human heart. And how we can descend into deception. Because the Bible says that the law is written on our hearts. It's not just in God's word. We in, innately know right from wrong. We have a sense of justice. We have a sense of, of what is good and what is evil. And it's distorted, it's perverted. We can suppress it, as obviously Rosario Butterfield did, and as you and I have done. But you know what people say. You know what they say. They say, he's the God of the Old Testament. Yeah. I mean, the God of the Old Testament. But the God of the New Testament is kinder and gentler, sort of like George W. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Remember George W. Bush? Remember George Mm -hmm. W. Bush? I do. It's kinder, gentler, wasn't he? Yeah, kinder, gentler conservatism. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, as you study the word of God, you say, okay, so God killed Achan when the Old Testament church came together and he blew it, right? He was hiding his sin Mm -hmm. under the carpet of his tent or whatever it was. So God killed Achan and his family. Okay. Now let's fast forward in the New Testament, Acts chapter five, and you have Ananias and Sapphira. Sapphira. Uh, what happened to them? You remember what happened to them? They dropped dead. They got done. died suddenly. They got done killed. Yeah, died suddenly. Another one died suddenly. Mm-hmm. But hey, God killed them. But see, I, I think people say, "Well, wait, wait, wait." There's a difference. The Old Testament is. It turns out, friends, God is still a consuming fire. Yeah, that's Hebrews twelve. I mean, he still is. Yeah, he lit Sinai on fire, and then you come down to verse 28, and you find out that we're still to serve God acceptably with reverence to godly fear, for our God is a consuming fire. I don't see a huge difference. I see that God is still sovereign. God's still the judge of the earth. God really does punish people, holds people to account. Um, There really will be a judgment day, and he really did send his son to die on the cross so that anybody can run into that city of refuge 
and receive his salvation. So friends, that's the deal. I will be back with more in just a moment on Generations. This is Kevin Swanson. We've seen it, folks. God is working in the hearts of dads and sons, and he's turning the hearts, turning the hearts of fathers back to the sons and the hearts of sons back to the fathers and turning us all back to God. That's what we're looking for, and that's the theme of the Father-Son Retreat we've been sponsoring out here in the mountains of Colorado for the last 20 years, and I've been part of this for all this time. Now, God has done amazing things through the years. Uh, I've seen it. 350 dads and sons getting into God's word together. Nothing like it. Camaraderie, brothers on brothers. It's a band of brothers coming together. Powerful talks, prayer, father-son walks and talks, meaningful engagement. It's almost going without saying that dads and sons don't get enough time together. And hey, we don't get enough time out in God's nature playing games and going for hikes in God's fresh air. And we don't get quite enough time in God's word either. So don't miss this year's father-son retreats this August in the Colorado Rockies up in the Sangre de Cristo Mountains. Check it out at coloradofatherson.com and register today and be one of the first 125 people to sign up and save $100 per father and son. Secure your spot with the biggest discount available right now at coloradofatherson.com. Back on Generations, this is Kevin Swanson. And Bill, as I mentioned at the beginning of the program, uh, public blasphemy is uh, being embraced by the Iowa State Capitol. And uh, lots and lots of our public institutions today, I think unlike any other time in American history, the satanic statue was put up in the Iowa State Capitol and decapitated. Michael Cassidy, a former U.S. Navy fighter pilot, took credit for tearing down the statue, the satanic statue. And uh, he's raised $120,000 to fight his legal case. But now prosecutors have announced they're charging him with a felony hate crime, (laughs) felony hate crime uh, on the basis that, you know, he was undermining somebody else's religion. Now, of course, this is, uh, this is the way the Satanism is received in the country. It's all part of the, religious pluralism of the day that we're supposed to receive every form of polytheism. The official state religion is polytheism. Every state, every nation will have a religion and a religiously neutral state is a total joke. Of course, doesn't exist. Uh, but Christians for a long time have said, no, no, we need a pluralistic society. No, no, no friends. You're always choosing your religion. Yeah. You're going to, if you're going to be involved in politics at all and you're an American Christian, and by the way, I'm still guessing 80 to 90% of people that are serving in Washington today as representatives and senators are attending church somewhere. Uh, I think or I think you're being they align themselves. They align themselves with some particular denomination. Yeah. So that still happens. Um, that being the case, they need to walk into that capital and say, we're against polytheism. We're not pluralists. We believe in one true and living God and we stand by his holy law. You think that's, that's all of them need to say. You think it's going to happen? You know why they don't say it? Because none of the pastors in America would stand on that right. or very few. Right. That's why. So, so what we get is polytheism. Now, okay, once you get polytheism, 
uh, really established, as the Roman government did, you're persecuting the monotheists or people who believe that polytheists are wrong. So the idea here, of course, is that you cannot be religiously neutral. You've got to commit one way or the other. Now, polytheism is the religion of the day. Therefore, Satanism has got to be one accepted religion in the, in the pantheon. Eventually, of course, the, the, the one true religion gets kicked out because polytheists can't live with monotheists, and they certainly can't live with the true faith. So the polytheists of Congress, the polytheists of Iowa, the polytheists are going to do everything they can to persecute Christians, and, uh, and they're going to involve uh, human sacrifice. I think they will bring in human sacrifice. Oh, they already have. Now, Druidism is another religion, and uh, that includes the sacrifice of humans out of the Burning Man Festival. You know that there has been two human sacrifices thus far, 2014 and 2017, at the Burning Man Festival in Utah and Nevada. So you need to understand that, yeah, they're already doing human sacrifices. Now, they're voluntary at this point. Um, so they're not forcing anybody into it, um, as they've done throughout the ages, but human sacrifices back at the burning man festivals in America as of 2014 and 2017. And, uh, wow. I mean, you know, this is completely legit. I mean, this, this is all part of the pantheon. This is, you know, bring them on down. Let's get human sacrifice going on and, uh, satanic and druid churches all the way throughout uh, the United States. I think that's what is being advocated by our governments today. And I, I don't think I'm exaggerating the case. I'm just simply saying this is where we're headed. It might be not be approved in every single state, but uh, I think we're going to head in this direction, Bill. Secularism demands that uh, you accept everything except Christianity, and then it persecutes Christianity. Right. And what that's what we're seeing. We're seeing that Every other, other, every other worldview celebrates death, creation, Christianity celebrates life. Well, and now the, the satanic organization, the satanic temple, TST is known as, uh, based in Salem, Massachusetts, had filed lawsuits in Missouri, Indiana, Texas, and Idaho. And they are arguing that abortion ought to be a legitimate sacrament for their particular religion. Have you seen this? Yeah. Notice they didn't have to bother to file a suit in Colorado because Colorado already recognizes it as a yeah. sacrament. Right, right. This, this plays off what Gloria Steinem said years and years ago. If men could get pregnant, abortion would be a sacrament. It's already a sacrament for feminism. Yeah, I is. believe it's a sacrament for Satanism. It's been a sacrament for pagan religions since roughly day one. Child sacrifice... Huge amongst the Carthaginians, big, big among the Phoenicians, Baal, uh, obviously, mm -hmm. uh, is big. And uh, Moloch. So, yep, Moloch. Uh, so human sacrifice and child sacrifice has been a big thing. But at this point, as far as I understand, they're mainly focused on sacrificing children who are yet to be born. Yep, let's rip them from their mother's wombs. And then let's let's dice and slice and sell their body parts. And then if anybody takes pictures or winds let's up, let's persecute them. Yeah, put let's them in jail. Them. Prosecute them. Yeah, give them a quarter million dollar fine for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, pretty much uh, where things are today. Well, the the, the, the story here in front of me is uh, is doubtful they're going to be able to um, uh, 
to argue this particular case. The group's website states that it relies on several legal arguments that denying members access to abortion infringes on their religious right to participate in a satanic abortion ritual, that forcing someone to carry an unwanted child amounts to seizing a woman's uterus without compensation, and that forced pregnancy is akin to servitude, a violation of the 13th Amendment, which abolished slavery. So they're getting everything upside down, but that's what Satan's been doing from the very beginning. Hmm. Well, um, I guess the, the thing that what we need to press here, Bill, is that our churches not allow for polytheism in any form, in any particular area. Now, people are going to come back and say, yeah, 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 but you can't impose a Christian law upon the populace. Now, I, I say, what? Well, which law? Not? Which law? Which law? Yeah. Who's, Marx's law? Jesus' law? Do you want imposed? Yeah, whose law? Then if it's not Jesus's law, then I guess we're going to have to go to the satanic law, the polytheistic law, the druidic law. So, so which law is it? And see, it's, it's, it's God's law or bust. That's really what it comes down to. Now, I happen to believe that we can absolutely employ God's law, including those laws that disallow idolatry and the service of, of these false gods by human sacrifice. Now, there are laws in the Old Testament against human sacrifice and sacrificing children on altars to Baal and Moloch. There are laws against that, actually civil laws against that kind of thing. Now, ask me if I think it's a good idea for the Colorado state government to not allow voluntary human sacrifice or infant sacrifice or child sacrifice in humanistic temples or satanic temples around the state of Colorado, where I, I think the police ought to come down, arrest the people that do it. Ask me if I believe that. Well, so you're talking about hospitals is what you're talking about. Well, yeah, that too. Abortion mills. Yeah, but do I think the civil magistrate needs to get involved when it comes to limiting the kind of worship that's done in pagan temples? Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. And and by God's grace, and you know this, um, human sacrifice has been very much curtailed by the Christian influence of the last 2,000 years of world history. Yeah. Do you know that? If it weren't for Christians, there would still, There'd be, still be blood on the streets everywhere. Yeah. Infant sacrifices, altars just dripping with blood. Okay. But that's where we're headed. Unless we bring God's law back into Washington, D.C., in Denver, Colorado, every state capital in America. People say that's kind of hardcore. Kev, you're just being a little hardcore with this. I just want to know what, well, what, are, what are your options, Bill? What are your options? Whose law do yeah. they want who's, yeah, who's law? Which law? And, and Bill, would you have it any other way? Would you say, well, okay, well, I guess we're just going to have to let the Satanists do whatever they want to do. Is, is that going to be the capitulated point? Is that, is that what people are going to say? They're going to say, well, let them do it over there. Just not, just, not, just not in my backyard. Yeah, just not in my face. Yeah, okay. Well, friends, um, I, I just think it's time people wake up and realize that uh, we are reverting back into all-out paganism unless the Christian church reforms and starts to preach God's word one more time in this country or some other country around the world where maybe, just maybe, some standards of righteousness might stave off a hell on earth, much like what the pagans would love to bring back into this country and many other countries around the world. Get a copy of Epoch, The Rise and Fall of the West to understand how Christianity made a huge impact on the world. Absolutely. Changed the world. Changed the world. And then what happened? Well, the last hundred years is what's happened. Okay, 
Epoch, the rise and fall of the West. Get your copy right now at generations.org. This is Kevin Swanson inviting you back again next time as we continue to lay down a vision for the next generation.